gentlemen, this is the, is the Turnbuckle Takeover Episode 9 Wrestling Show. What's up everybody? How you all doing on this strange world that we live in? Um, wow, a lot of development since um, last time I seen you all, last week. Um, God bless and rest in peace to all the people who have died from this killer virus that's going around. Um, it has changed the world of professional wrestling, and that's kind of what I'm going to get into this week. Uh, this week, not too much different as last week. Um, we had some shocking stuff happen in the world of wrestling. Um, man, it was an awesome week for AEW, and that is where we're going to start off. AEW, I can't believe I'm going to say this. But AEW was probably the best show that they've had yet, and it didn't even have a crowd. Man, did I love that show. I cannot believe I'm saying that. I know a crowd does a lot for uh, a show. Uh, man, what a good show. Let's get right into it. Um, Cody cuts a promo at the beginning of the show, telling everybody basically in the world, with the virus and everything that's going on, to not fear... Don't live in fear, kind of live in happiness type thing. Boom, we go right to the show. Um, I'm going to focus on the main points of this. What Cody said was exactly right, guys. Try not to live in fear. Um, this is troubling times we're in, but we got wrestling to hold together so far. Um, and hopefully it'll stay held together. Um, I don't know how much longer this is la going to last as far as live shows, and I'll get into that in a minute when I talk about uh, some things that WWE is doing with their shows. Um, Brody Lee is the leader of the Exalted One. You guys are welcome. Very much so. I had been predicting this for weeks. I knew it was going to happen. It makes wrestling sense. He's a dark character with the Dark Order. Voila! Simple wrestling. Booked perfectly. I love how they did it. I love how he come out. Um... I love the little video that they ran. It was awesome. Uh, right before he come out, and then boom, here he is. Lights are off, flicks the hood up, attack. Well done. Just so, I'm so happy for Brody Lee, and that will be his name in AEW. He was originally Luke Harper, for those of you who don't know, who's been living under a rock. Um, Brody Lee, first off, I love the name. The name is so good. I love it. Um, I think that it is probably going to be him as the leader. I don't think there's going to be anybody else. I think this is it. I think they should just he should be the leader of this group. It should be his. Now, I also did say that Matt Hardy could have been the uh, the exalted one, the, the leader of the Dark Order. But, you know, I say Chris Daniels too was an option. But after going back and looking at it, I should have knew. You know, Brody Lee is the right option for that. And good job by AEW for superb booking on that. Um, I think that was so great. Uh, Inner Circle did win a tag match um, against the Elite for positioning in the Blood and Guts match. So, after that match, we get the lights out while the Inner Circle up on the stage talking major crap to the Elite pretty much. Tell them there's no way they're, they're going to win. They're dismantled. We all know the other young buck is, is hurt. I believe that's Nick. Um, 
but here's Matt Hardy. Music is playing. It is a sweet symphony of Matt Hardy music. <laughs> That's the only way I can put it. Oh my God, was this done good. For not having a crowd, kudos to them. Like, that was great. That was like the perfect setting for Matt Hardy's broken character. The perfect setting. You couldn't have done it any better. Piano's playing. Lights are down. All the heels and baby faces are outside of the ring. It created a whole atmosphere. You could hear him going like, oh my god, it's Matt Hardy. What is he doing here? Like, you could hear the heels and baby face talking. It made it so real looking. And Matt's standing up there in his weird face and he's delete, delete. You know, how awesome would it have been if that crowd was able to actually see that? That would have been a probably the most monumental moment that AEW has had yet. I know their first show and all that stuff, that's good stuff. But this was big because he's over with the crowd that is over with the Bucks. So he's just over with the indie crowd because, you know, Matt was an impact first for the broken character. And then he went to Ring of Honor. So the indie crowd, if they don't watch WWE, which y'all know they do, they know who Matt Hardy is. God sakes, if you were growing up as a kid, you know who Matt Hardy is. He is the one guy, him and Jericho, that have reinvented themselves in such a good way. They left WWE and it's better for them. As far as the AEW Dynamite show, um, the best friends did take on the Lucha Bros. Uh, that looks like a heated rivalry. It's going to be a backlot brawl next week, I'm assuming. Uh, that's just heating up. Um, this is going to be the death triangle against the best friends in Orange Cassidy. I see this a mile away. This is good stuff, though. Um, but, man, this is the perfect way to put this show. AEW does no crowd well. That was the way to do it. My God, I said it two episodes ago. I think I said it last week. Why not have the heels on one side and the baby faces on the other side? That creates drama. It made that dead silence that WWE was having with the crowd is just like... And I dread watching SmackDown tonight. I don't even want to see that. But... What a great way to get everybody involved. MJF was singing with Sammy Guevara when Judas was on the, the loudspeaker with the inner circle. It was hilarious. That kid is awesome. That show was done well. And man, <laughs> AEW almost proved they don't need a crowd to put a show on. That is something. Uh, now, with the government, with the rules and regulations, I have to say, and this is just a prediction of mine, I do not at all see this Blood and Guts match happening. I think it's going to get pushed back. I think it should get pushed back till September. And yes, they don't own the name Fall Brawl, but Fall Brawl was in September. This is a big match. Why not let this inner circle thing and the elite thing run wild for a year? Because the ultimate thing that they're going to do is Paige is going to turn on them, or it's going to be vice versa. So, why not just let this go for six months, have the ultimate heel turn? This is going to be great. This is going to be great. Um, that was AEW this week. Um, I hope they continue to do what they're doing. 
I don't know if they're going to be able to, 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 to run any more live shows. The world is basically on lockdown. Traveling is getting to be banned state to state. I don't really see how it's going to work out for them. Uh, good luck to them. I hope maybe they can stay in that, that Florida place that they were in this week. Had a great field with no crowd. I think they should continue with that. Um, they don't have their production and stuff is in Florida. So I don't think that they really need to go anywhere else. So let's be safe about this, guys. Uh, continue what you're doing. Great way to put a show on with no crowd. So that was AEW this week. I hope you all enjoyed AEW as much as I did. Uh, there wasn't anything negative I could say about it. I only spent 10 minutes on it, basically, 8 minutes. So, I mean, uh, this week on Raw had me a bit, what do I, how do I say this, uh, excited to see what they were going to do, how creative they were going to be. And also part of me knew that there was going to be some reruns, basically pay-per-view matches that have already been on pay-per-view that were going to show that involved the storyline. And of course they went with Royal Rumble. Cool. I actually didn't mind that. I actually watched it. I don't know why. Maybe because there was nothing else on. Uh, I'd already seen it twice, three times. I think I watched it. That was four. Uh, so, um, cool i think that was a good match to start off with that way you didn't have to do many matches but now that they've seen what aew's done i think this bare minimum crowd thing can go away heels on one side wwe baby faces on the other creates drama creates a little bit of storyline mixture you can have them arguing with each other it makes sense um we had mysterio versus andrade and for the love of god again they put oscar on the commentary <laughs> Oh my God, it sounds so bad. It just, it sounds bad. I'm not going to repeat myself. You guys know how I feel about it. Please get her off the mic. Please. My gosh. And maybe it's because I can't speak her language. I don't know. But it is, it sounds stupid. It's like, it's just stupid. But that was a good match. Mysterio got the win. Um... Edge's promo on Randy Orton this week was phenomenal. I liked it. This was actually done really well with no crowd. Uh, so kudos to Edge. He drove 17 hours to get to that arena to cut a, a four or five minute promo. Uh, he challenged Randy Orton to a last man standing match at Mania. I'm excited for that. My problem is with the virus stuff going around. I don't know how much blood's going to be in that last man standing match. We'll see. Uh, but blood's going to add to that, big time. Uh, that promo was done to set that match up even farther. Uh, the build has been fantastic. Uh, I still believe the Jeff Hardy element might happen next week on Raw. Because they're going to be in the same building. Because they're taping SmackDown and Raw together. And I will get to that in a second. So, we had the contract signing between The Undertaker and AJ Styles. He came out, well, they cut a backstage promo with him in the OC, uh, basically talking a lot of smack. Uh, Undertaker walks down, and what I mean, I, he, he flew down. He, he was pissed off Undertaker. He had a bandana on. He didn't come out in the dead man stuff. He tips the table over. He looks right up to the screen. So... I don't know if he ad-libbed that, but that was good stuff. He came down pissed off. He's throwing stuff. Um, 
AJ sends the OC out there to attack Taker. Uh, Taker, the lights go out. Taker appears behind them. He beats the crap out of them. Um, he signs the contract. AJ has no choice but to sign the contract in a way. We got our Mania match. That was just done to set that Mania match up. Uh, weird contract signing with no crowd. I don't know if I would have done that in the arena. Maybe done that backstage in like a press conference type. Like make it a really big deal because there's no crowd. So there's no way to react to a contract signing. I would have much liked to have seen how they did the press conferences in the 80s. Like Hogan and Andre on Russell, like the wrestling challenge. Signing the, the contract, staring at each other, looking each other in the eyes, mad. That that had so much of an element to it. That's the one thing that boxing and UFC does that I like. They have like a press conference or a weigh-in or, or something, and it just it just adds that little touch of like kind of like the icing on the cake type thing. Uh, and I wish WWE did that like they used to. Um, it was basically Austin three sixteen because it was three sixteen and it, Stone Cold was been, you know, going to be on the show for a while, uh, he basically just had all the reasons to, for, to have 316 day drink and all this usual Stone Cold stuff, Byron Saxon cuts a little thing with him, he's Stone Cold's Byron, Becky comes out, drinks with him, they hit Byron with another stunner, yeah, there you go, it was just a feel-good moment for, I guess, the situation that we're all involved in right now, being on lockdown, because let's be honest, we all are on lockdown, I mean, the only thing open is grocery stores. So, pharmacies and gas stations. Um, that was Raw this week, man. There wasn't much. Uh, Royal Rumble took up an hour and 20-some minutes of the show, and plus commercial. So, that was like, I don't know. That was just a very quick Raw to, <laughs> to really go through. Um, Impact Wrestling this week. Let's get into that for a little bit. Um, Impact had a pretty good show this week. Uh, I Hopefully, you guys are catching it. Uh, I didn't do very good on views this week. Uh, I, I understand there's a lot going on in the world. I actually had like 30 views on YouTube and like another, I think, 14 on Spotify. I don't know. We hit our 50 mark somehow with all the podcasts and all that. So that's cool. Uh, I'll take that. But uh, Impact this week, uh, there's this new chick. Her name's Lacey Lee. Maybe check her out. A uh, little bit of work she needs to do in the ring, but she took on uh, Kira Hogan. And it was actually a really good woman's match. This girl's got it. Lacey Lee, I like her. She's a, she's new to Impact. She has been signed to Impact from what I understand. Um, she was she, she did very good selling. Uh, she took her fin took care Kira's finisher very well. Uh, she's got an arsenal of moves. She's a baby face. And she looks like a professional wrestler. She's got some makings of being something. I think this girl's got some potential. I like her strikes. Uh, I really think if you don't watch the whole show of Impact, maybe this week you should at least watch the top five because there was really two debuts, technically. Let's get into that. The debut of Chris Bay, the ultimate finesser. This guy, man, he's awesome. <laughs> he's got a Bayasser. That's what he calls his move. It's a twisting famouser. He... He grabs like a hip toss, like he's gonna like a luchador hip toss. So he's gonna jump off the second rope, flip, and hit the famous. Sir, it was awesome looking. I loved it. This guy could be a good mid carter for Impact. Um, he reminds me of Shane Strickland an awful lot. <laughs> I will say that a um, little bit too much almost. Um, I would switch up his look a tiny bit 
just twerk it. Uh, he's got finesse to him. Uh, a high flyer who can sell. So I've got my eye on this Chris Bay guy, the ultimate finesser. Uh, very good. Uh, we have a new tag team at Impact. It is Joey Ryan and RVD with the chick Katie Forbes. They are cancel culture. So the whole gimmick of Joey Ryan not being able to do his uh, genital grab, <laughs> I guess you could say. Uh, he's lost his powers. So he does. He wants to be serious, and he kind of dressed up looked like a librarian. He didn't need to do that. He could have came out in wrestling gear. The librarian thing's already been done in AEW. Kind of came off, I don't know, weird. Uh, it would have been cool if it was just Joey Ryan and RVD. I'm cool with the, the name. I like the name. The name's great. Cancel culture. That's just, I don't know, tag team name. Sounds good. Uh, so they want to tag match against the Dieters. Uh, Dieters are over. My gosh. Or they're they're so they're, they're like a really redneck team, but cousin Jake and, and Cody D are really over. Um, we had a tag team title match. This has been brewing for the last couple weeks. Uh, the Dark versus Falaba and TJP. Uh, great match, good tag match, back and forth '80s style tag match with like moves from today. The North is the tag team at Impact. Uh, they are the tag champions. They won. But I see this going maybe another match or two. It was a well-done match. The crowd finally got off their butts. Uh, finally. For this match. So this was good. Uh, Ken Shamrock. This is the big story coming out of Impact this week. We all wanted to know who RealityLoss.com was. And ICU. Of course it was Sammy Callahan. Who I kind of thought it was. I was hoping it wouldn't be. It would be a debut. But uh, that's what we got. He's going to be feuding with Ken Shamrock. Shamrock is going into the Impact Wrestling Hall of Fame at Bound for Glory. I could see this story being built till Bound for Glory. Uh, this could be interesting. I want to see where this goes. Uh, Sammy Callahan looks like he's reinvented himself again. He kind of looked like he was doing a Brian Pillman gimmick. Smooth. I can't wait to see where this goes. I think this could be really, really good. Sammy Callahan is a great performer. He can cut a promo. And he's a great worker in a ring, and I love his pile driver. So, um, really, guys, I mean, NXT this week was like watching uh, a highlight show. I mean, I don't think they really knew what to do with that this week. I did not catch NXT. I am sorry about that. Uh, the way the world's been, uh, I've been dragged out to the grocery store by my wife, as I'm assuming most of you have too. Uh, the world's in a panic right now. The wrestling world's kind of in a panic, too. And the reason why I say that is WrestleMania is probably going to be taped. And it's probably going to be two days. And I pray that they put the heels and babyface out in the crowd to make it look semi-interesting. But the way the world's going right now with the regulations, we'll be lucky if we get WrestleMania. Now, we have one week. <laughs> a lot in this world could change in one week. And... You know, it's already down to 10 people in a building at a time. Now, AEW's already broke that. Basically, WWE's kind of already broke it, too. Um, which is technically breaking the law. My problem with this is, in a week from now, where are we going to be in the world? Are they going to be able to even get these guys to the taping? 
Um, hopefully, I think they should be smart and maybe take the, t the SmackDown shows tonight. Well, let's get to SmackDown a little bit. I don't want to skip SmackDown there. But the only two things that they've released for SmackDown is the Heavy Machinery and uh, Dolphin Rude for the tag titles, I believe. And, of course, Rob Gronkowski is going to be on there, which... I've already voiced my opinion on Rob Gronkowski. I'm not excited for it. Don't care for it. I, I'll watch SmackDown because there's nothing else on. Um, that's basically all SmackDown's going on. I mean, I don't, there is nothing else that I've heard. Um, here's a little tidbit for you. So, I guess this isn't a tidbit. This is something I need to get into. Raw, SmackDown, NXT are all going to be taped for the next couple weeks leading into WrestleMania. They're doing this to cut the travel down. Like I said a minute ago, we don't know where the world's going to be in a week. So what... If there's a national lockdown ban, there's not going to be any wrestling. I'm sorry. There will not be wrestling, folks. <laughs> Never in the history of life that I think I could say that. 9-11 happened in this way and put a show on. It doesn't... It's all about the fans. If there's one thing about Vince, yes, he books things the way we don't want him some want him to sometimes, but he's awesome. He is the guy that helped really put the business where it is today, unfortunately. So he tries to make the fans happy, doesn't want to cancel, cancel shows, but guys, we don't know when this epidemic's going to be over with, this pandemic, whatever you want to call it. Uh, so I would hope that they take three episodes of SmackDown tonight, which they may be, and the two to three episodes of Raw that they need to get out. All I gotta say, folks, I pray that they're able to take these shows, because if not, I'm not exactly sure how many, how good Mania is really gonna be. And the rumor has it that they're taping WrestleMania also, and this is the big deal to me. Don't tape WrestleMania. Make that live. If there's, like, you've already taken the fans from us. The government has, really. It's taken the fans from us. It's a huge part of the show. But do the baby face and heel thing on each side of the ring. Make it interesting. Have it live. Let us as fans at least enjoy WrestleMania. If you're going to do it, do it the best way you possibly can. Don't half-ass it. Just do it the best way with no crowd. So I'm praying to God that we don't get a cancellation of WrestleMania in a way I do kind of think it might be a good idea also. So there's a flip coin. It's a 50-50 type thing. Um, you can think how you want to think about it. Everybody has their different opinions and everybody... Everybody has a political stand on this and then there's a realistic stand on this. And everything's shutting down. At one point, at what point are the wrestlers' lives in danger? How bad is this? Is this a hoax? Is this a government hoax? Is it a real thing? Because it looks like to me, folks, unfortunately, it's a real thing. So, with that being said, I hope WWE makes the right decision. I hope they go ahead and take Raw and SmackDown and NXT. Get these guys off the road. Let's get this over with so we can go ahead and get back to normal life. Because the more that people decide to go outside, this is not going to make this situation any better.
So we need to concentrate on getting back to normal life. So let's stop having these wrestlers travel. Let's not get them sick before WrestleMania. And, and let's have a good mania, hopefully. If not, postpone it completely. Either way, we've got to save WrestleMania. I almost want to start a hashtag save mania. I look forward to WrestleMania this year. Now, under the circumstances of the world, I can't. But hopefully I can. Hopefully they can bring that little smile back in everybody's face. You know? Even if it's just for two hours. And it's going to be a two-day event. It's going to be two days. So you get two days of WrestleMania. Cool. Nothing else going on that weekend. I ain't going to be working. That's for sure. And a lot of other y'all is not going to be working. Uh, it's done a lot in our pockets. So hopefully you'll have money for WWE. It's crazy to say, but it is what it is. Um, so that was wrestling this week. I do have a few tidbits. Uh, I want to get into. Um, I don't know if you guys have ever, as wrestling fans, alright, there's a channel, Viceland TV, Vice TV, however you want to call it. Last year, they ran season one of this documentic episode. It was awesome. They did Devon Eriks, they did Bruiser Brody. I love the Bruiser Brady one. I watched the Bruiser Brady one probably like five times. It's so interesting. Uh, the Montreal Screwjob was done. These are real. They, Jim Cornette. Uh, I mean, everybody's on these. If they had a part in the story, they're on it. This one's on Chris Benoit. The second season, part one, has actually been loaded on YouTube as I was speaking. I just read it. So, that's awesome. Uh, I'm going to go watch that, actually, when I get, out, get done doing this. I suggest you all go watch season one. Macho Man episode was the first one. They're all on YouTube. If you've got On Demand, you got DirecTV, you got that channel, just look for Vice. These are good documentaries. Some of them are about an hour and a half long. It's perfect. They're really, really good. Season two actually officially starts on your television March 24th. They released the first episode early. which is, I asked for it. I got it. So that was cool. Uh, I suggest you all go watch them since you're all not doing nothing in the house perfect time you can literally spend a whole day watching this so go check it out the dark side of the ring vice land tv so that was this week early week 30 minutes that's all i got for you folks so i'm gonna fill these next four minutes in with the top five that's right folks the top five is back it is back daddy it is back so, this week's top five is the top five WWF WrestleMania matches from WrestleMania 1 through WrestleMania 10. So, I <laughs> this was really hard for me to do. As I got into it, I'm like, holy shit. Like, <laughs> this is hard to do. Um, I don't think these have to be in any Pacific order. These are just the way I thought of them. I wrote them down. And I was like, okay, this could work. This could really work. Because um, it doesn't matter. All these matches are good. This is how I did them. The top five. Number five, Macho Man Randy Savage versus Ric Flair for the WWF title WrestleMania 8 at the Hoosier Dome. 
Man, I loved this match as a kid. In fact, WrestleMania 8, believe it or not, was like the second most VHS WrestleMania I probably rented. Because, I don't know. I, I, I wish it would have been Flair versus Hogan. Because that match would have been number one on this list. <laughs> but, uh, of course, we didn't get that. We got Sid and Hogan. But, Macho and Flair had a story with Liz involved. Because, let's be honest, you know, Ric Flair. Woo! The ladies' man. There you go, folks. Simple storytelling. You know, he did the whole Liz in the magazine cover. Put it on the Tron. That was, like, one of the first times he actually used that thing. Uh, for a storyline. Um... So the whole build was there. Savage got the win, of course. Uh, Flair goes out a bloody mess. Great match. Back and forth. Very good match. Number four, the Iron Man match. Shawn Michaels, Bretton Hitman Hart. One hour long, just technical match. These two hated each other in real life. <laughs> but man, they, they had some chemistry. If they got along... There would probably be matches that we would have probably never been able to top today. <laughs> you know what I mean? I mean, they were decent friends, but they didn't get along, especially after the Montreal Screwjob thing. That match was fantastic. The Boyhood Dream lives on. Fantastic match. Number three, Hulk Hogan versus Andre the Giant. The most iconic match in WrestleMania history. The Slam Heard around the world, the immovable force, VC immovable object, my personal WrestleMania main event favorite of all time, at least in between the first 10 manias. Remember what I said, these are only the first 10 manias. This match was the first big, like, match I remember watching as a kid. Like I, like I said, I watched the NWA and WCW first. I knew who Hulk Hogan was. I knew he was a wrestler, but really, this was my first Hulk Hogan match I ever remember watching. You gotta think this was 87, I was three years old. My aunt brought the tape home, she actually bought it, it was a, there was a double copy of, of it at a store, I don't even know what movie store was on here, uh, where I live. I think it was just like a mom and pops one, and they got a double, and they actually gave it to her to give to me to watch it, and I remember it, just Andre being so big and being like, why didn't I watch WWF before I watched, you know, NWA? But as a kid, you know, you're not realizing how really good the NWA really was. <laughs> Their matches were fantastic. But Hulk Hogan versus Andre the Giant, they were friends. You always thought Andre didn't need to belt. Bobby Heenan and the trophy and the Piper's Pit and him ripping the cross off of Hogan's chest. Don't do this, Andre. You know, it's... What a story. Best friends, now bitter enemies. Bigger, badder, better. Of course, if you don't know who won that match, you're definitely living under a rock. Hulk Hogan. Number two, Shawn Michaels versus Stone Cold Steve Austin from WrestleMania 14. This was the passing of the torch, kind of. Michaels had the back injury he got from Royal Rumble from The Undertaker. Austin was primed and ready for the belt. Right timing. Ready to go for Austin. There you go. Couldn't do it. Had to take the belt off of Michaels anyway. Michaels' back was shot. It was probably broken, I think it was. But 
the fact that he got in there in that match, and the 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 storyline with DX and Mike Tyson being a special enforcer, I, I mean that was one of the biggest grossing WrestleManias of all time almost, and I, you know, but for then anyway. Um, so I should have said WrestleMania 14. This is one through 14, so I apologize for that. Um, and then the number one match from the first 14 WrestleManias is WrestleMania 5. The Mega Powers explode. It's Hulk Hogan versus Randy Macho Man Savage. It's the match that I could go watch a million times and not get tired of it. Liz was involved. She was kind of playing the middle. She didn't know what side to be on. Savage was kind of, you know who, you knew who the heel and baby face were. Okay, and this was about an infatuation with Elizabeth. That's what the story was. Lust in your eyes, Hogan. Lust in your eyes. What a great promo. They they both cut great promos before the match even... Not only that night before the match even started, but like two weeks before they had cut like these crazy good promos on each other. Like, wow! Good stuff. That was WrestleMania 5. That's the number one match from the first 14 WrestleManias. World Championship matches you need to watch from the first 14 WrestleManias. Thank you so much for joining me, folks. Please be safe out there. Please use common sense, folks. Common sense. Clean your hands. Get a shower every day. Let's stop this virus. Let's move on for this as a country. I'm your host, Billy Bailey. And this has been the Turnbuckle Takeover, and I'll see you next week.